0: I'm just, I'm, I'm not that type of person. It's like, yeah, no problem. Like I, I over, you know what I've realized about myself? I overthink things way too much.
1: You're doing it right now.
0: That's what I'm doing. Yeah. I, I totally, I, I, I trap myself in these overthinking traps. It's not good.
1: Building a successful real estate career requires you to adapt, pivot and constantly master new skills.
0: All right, welcome to another episode of Level Up. Katie and Daniel here, and today we are talking about bad habits that we see in the industry and things that maybe we want to bitch about a little bit, but also bring some positivity because that's Let's what we're all about.
1: Yeah, if we don't bitch, we're just raising awareness. That's all we're it's doing. True. This it's, is a public service announcement.
0: It's true. It's right. You just
1: avoided one of my bad habits, which is starting off these shows with a really long preamble.
0: I know I'm cutting you off early now.
1: now I can't do it because now you're
0: going to, you're going to, you're going to go come in at the end and just ramble a little. I'll give you that.
1: I'm going to show up throughout, forget the end.
0: <laughs> All especially, right.
1: Especially when it's a bitch fest, there's nothing I like to do more than rant about the things that grind my gears.
0: <laughs>
1: but it's honestly, start I, us off. no, well, I think we can also self-diagnose things too. If we're talking about the things that get under our skin, but we're talking about bad habits, I mean, we're not perfect no not well perfect. i was gonna
0: I was gonna preempt that by saying, yeah, we're definitely not perfect. We do things that probably annoy a lot of people as well um, <laughs> I'm just okay, I'm gonna take us off course because you're not Go going to
1: <laughs> I, well I, it looked but like I'm, you were on a, a on a on a thought rant there, so Go for well, it. I'm
0: just, I'm curious what other people will say because I was talking to you about this this morning and it's not a bad habit or anything like that. It's just like, I'm not this person and I really want to be this type of person that the, so, okay, to bring it back, um, one of our kids has a birthday party this weekend and one of the moms sent me a message and asked if she could come home with me in the car and um, because I guess her message w- was drop her off with the children with the children. <laughs> that so like if you we have weird. no like her message was is your car big enough that you could drive us home as well? And they live down the street from us. So I'm not like I get it, but <laughs> I'm what is wrong with me? I'm just like how like I would never ask that. And like I don't I don't know if I want to ask. I don't know if I want to drive and I think you know what if we had a fully clean detailed car, I would say.
1: For sure. That's what that's what your issue was. It had nothing that's to do issue. with the gall. It's of not the with ask. the woman.
0: It's not with it. Was not with the ass. It's with, with our car, and it's a disaster, and it's disgusting. And right. I don't want to take other people from other families in in our car because it's embarrassing. Maybe that. I think that's it.
1: Well, it's, I've diagnosed it's my own problem. You did, yeah. And I mean, but it's, it's... but I'm
0: also I'm also very like I'm just. I'm, I'm not that type of person. that's like, yeah, no problem. Like I, I over, you know what I've realized about myself? I overthink things way too much.
1: You're doing it right now.
0: That's what I'm doing. Yeah. I, I totally, I, I, I trap myself in these overthinking traps. It's not good.
1: Well, I mean, you're, you're sort of taking the treat others the way you expect to be treated approach, Maybe. but this is like a backwards way of looking at that because just because you would never ask someone to give you a lift home, it's weird to you when someone else asks you because that's just not something you'd do. But in this case, it's totally amplified by the fact you've got a dirty van.
0: That's very true. Yes.
1: See to me, the dirtiness of the van is like a part of life. That's okay. Like if they asked me, that's not even in, that's not even part of the conversation. It's more just, do I really want to spend a half an hour with this person? (laughs) That's what it is for me.
0: Yeah, no, it's totally about the van for me. So I'm going to have to clean the van now because I can't you have You don't other have other to people. clean it. I, don't, well, I, I do, though. I will. I can't have other people in, my, in our van. Okay. It's but like, it's like, it's, like, <laughs> it's so embarrassing. It's
1: good segue then. Okay. <laughs> that is something that when you're taking clients out, mm-hmm. I agree with that you know, because we, we do pick up clients and drive clients around from time to time, or even just run the risk of a client doing a similar thing. Like I've met clients places and then they say, Oh, by the way, can you drive me home?
0: Yeah. And you're like, Oh shit.
1: Well, and in those situations, when it's someone who I'm doing business with and someone for whom I want to put forward a good, what's the word, not a reputation, but it's like sort of a Like my, it reflects your brand. It does reflect your reputation if they come into a filthy car, right? And half the time I meet clients, I'm picking them up or I'm seeing them in the minivan. Like I don't, I don't really care. (laughs) I know, you, you, you really don't care. But that's also part of, I think that's part of my shtick. Again, let's go sidebar. Like for me, a lot of my clients are young parents and families. And like, I leverage the fact that they get what it's like to have kids as like a really good way to connect with them. So a dirty minivan is okay. Like, it's not what I prefer. I don't go out of my way and like, oh, I'm picking somebody up. I better rub some candy on the floor mats. But at the same time, if it's dirty, I'm not saying, oh shit, I better detail the car before I pick them up. And yeah, see we're it, different yeah. there, but that is though something that, uh, in totality, for most people, I would say that that's a shortcoming from some, and it's something that people can work to adjust. Is actually appearance in general, cleanliness, yeah, all of those things. <laughs> Shower before you meet your clients.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I kind of look at it in different ways. Like, part of me is like, yes, no, you should have some level of dress code when you're out with clients regardless of the type of client you're hanging out with on the other side if you are trying to connect better with your client if they're in jeans and a t-shirt like is it better to kind of mimic that look to make it seem like you're well you know you're on the same wavelength
1: well don't get like for me and we just talked about this with our team earlier this week I don't know if you were in that talk when we were talking about like wearing a suit or whatever yeah I remember who I was talking to but but I don't think you should have to dress up. I think it's all about being yourself. And I guess my hope is just that yourself is not a filthy pig. <laughs> like, like jeans and a t-shirt is fine. Like I, I will often meet people in the stuff I wear every day because it's who I yeah. am. Like we don't go out of our way to pretend we're something we're not,
0: which no. is another yeah.
1: habit we should talk about. Yeah, I think too many people are trying to create a persona because they feel that that's what they're supposed to do. And it is mm. to their detriment. It does not yeah. work people. So stop doing it.
0: Well, it's just not enjoyable either. Like I can't imagine like doing all these things to create this image that you're something that you're not like, it's, that's exhausting. It's so why, much.
1: And why are you doing it? Yourself. Yeah. Like, Why are you doing it? We, we talk about this all the yeah. time. Like- I, yeah. I think, it's I because think... you see things and you think things are supposed to be a certain way, but if you've isolated the people that you work best with and the people you get along with and want to work with, generally speaking, they're going to be people who are like you or mm-hmm. communicate like you do. And so why are you going out of your way to be something different? Right. Right. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm not like the anti fake it till you make it person. Cause that. It, you know when when you're getting started if you're you know a little uneasy about being out there with you know in your mind no experience or some sort of mental block and it makes you feel better to dress up and all that like absolutely like do that like don't wear jeans and a t-shirt just cuz that's what you wear every day but don't create things for yourself that don't make you comfortable because mm-hmm. you think it's the right thing to do right
0: yeah and i think it's more like when you're starting out like buying an expensive car or buying an expensive like tech or something like that. Like we can all get by with less a minivan. stuff. What?
1: We can all get by minivan. with a minivan.
0: <laughs> Everybody should just get a minivan. could bring more clients around. It could be, could be fun.
1: Honestly, think that, that, think that could be like the next level. Honestly, bringing yeah. families, bringing like multiple clients on like a tour of all the houses. Yeah. That was a... scary. You just jumped.
0: Yeah. You just made a weird
1: noise. That wasn't me. That was upstairs.
0: It sounds First. like it's coming from the, the computer though.
1: The calls coming from in the house. Oh, you sure something's it, happening in the computer? It might
0: have been on my end. I just plugged in my computer uh, my headphones fully into my computer and now it sounds a lot better. Oh. Okay. So
1: so so let's let's use that to segue to another habit when people deflect problems onto others when really it was themselves <laughs> that were oh, the okay, problem. Oh, okay. All no, no, life.
0: no. I've I've got one. I've got a good one based on
1: that. <laughs> but that was <laughs> a good one. But that's fine. Another habit when you take over the conversation. No, it is something that I've done
0: before. And I've recognized that we should not do this. And I see a lot of other people do it as well Is when you talk bad about the other agent to your clients, Mm -hmm. that is going to land you in much more trouble and uh, challenges with your client trying to negotiate with the other side. If you talk badly about how bad the agent is, how disorganized they are, um, that kind of stuff. And Yeah. It's there's just not no a good, good situation. Yeah, No
1: good comes from that. Because if you can play through the different outcomes, it's either you end up working with that person and there's a sour taste in everybody's mouth and your client feels that <laughs> they're getting screwed and whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. That was
1: a dog squeak in the background. And
0: he's like, I agree.
1: He agrees. Squeak once for yes. Squeak twice for no. No, he's, you don't want to know what he's doing right now. <laughs> um, and, but if you don't get a deal done, then in some ways you might have a client who thinks that it was your inability to relate in a positive way with the other agent that killed the deal from the beginning. Right. right. Um, or it, or it dissuades them from getting involved at all in a property that actually might've been a good fit for them. Whoa. That was one. He agrees. Yeah. Oh no, it oh, was no. a two. He disagrees. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I agree. And that goes not just for realtors. This is for anybody. Don't make a, practice of, thank you. Don't make a practice. I'm going to have to take that squeak toy away from them. Don't make a practice of, um, bad mouthing or, or deflecting negativity on anybody else. Who's not yourself. Like don't self-deprecate to solve a problem, but whether it's mortgage brokers, whether it's lawyers, whether it's other realtors, whatever it is, no good comes from just shifting negativity to somebody else. Even though in the short term, it might make you feel like you've managed to avoid a shitstorm of blame for something. Yeah. No one's saying anything's your fault. And even if something is, is coming down in a negative way on you from your clients, which happens all the time, it's part of our job. Mm-hmm. The answer is not no, no, no. It's, it's his fault. Or I can't believe the stuff that guy's doing. If only he wasn't involved, we'd have an easier time. Well, guess what? Your job, even if somebody is difficult, your job is to stick handle that and not bring that drama and negativity to your client.
0: It reflects on your professionalism. If you are handling things and doing the behind the scenes work to um, negate anything that is bad that's happening, that's that's your job. And you don't have to tell your client everything that's happening and everything, every disaster, because it just it just le- makes them feel super uneasy about the entire process. And it's just going to become a much more challenging experience for you at the end of the day. So that's number one or number two or number three, depending on where we're at in this conversation.
1: Yeah, well, and, and, and it's also, I think a lot of people have the habit of misreading their client in situations like that, where there's a lot of clients who are sour on real estate in general, right? And mm-hmm. if you've, if you've yeah. gone through whatever it is, a losing bidding war, or, or you listed too high, or you didn't get the offer, whatever it is, some situation that leaves your client not feeling great, or even just starting with a client who doesn't love the industry, mm-hmm. fight the urge to leverage that negativity into like projecting the negativity onto everybody who isn't you, because you feel like they love to hate on real estate. That's not going to do you a favor.
0: Yeah. So. Agreed. Okay. Good. Moving right. on. Do you have something else you'd like to share?
1: What about, what about the habits people have surrounding showings? Um, mm-hmm. And there's, there's so many of them. And I mean, I, I don't know if I want to start with, with lock boxes or with the time they take. Um, but I, I mean, may, maybe the time they take, I think this is, uh, you know, every time you should respect, other people and and schedules and things like that, but now more than ever, when we really cannot be stepping on each other's toes mm-hmm. in showings, and in a time where sh- where most properties are just booked wall to wall and busy and on a short time frame, I think wall-to-wall. a lot of edge to edge, slot to slot, yeah,
0: they're yeah. booked.
1: That's fine. I gotcha. It's thank you. Um, I think. Even though there might be legit reasons, I think agents have just developed this sense of entitlement that they don't have enough time to do what they need to do. So they'll just show up late or they'll stay too long. Oh,
0: yeah. It's like you have an appointment on Saturdays at 1030. So I can show up in between the hours of 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. Like that's how some people act. And I'm just I'm shocked. Well, and. uh, like, where where do you get this
1: from? Well, that's the thing. What other industry where things are booked with times Yeah. do people, and, and there's, I mean, there's rando people who will show up and think that they're entitled to things, but to the level that we see that
0: yeah.
1: here, and, and it's from anybody's perspective, like if you're the listing agent and someone doesn't call to cancel or they don't call to tell you they were yeah. late, you know, that's frustrating. But when you're another buyer agent and you get somewhere, especially in bad weather Mm-hmm. Or when you're on a schedule and you've laid things yeah. out
0: yeah. and that somebody's sucks. not
1: leaving the house, right. right? And like, all you see is an open lockbox and the door is locked. You're like, what do you do? Yeah. And I, I don't know about you, but like, I generally will wait a bit. I don't even knock right away. I kind I of don't. like, I give you <laughs> what you knock or you wait.
0: No, I don't wait. Like if I have a certain time and I've got other places to go to, I'm knocking and I'm telling them I have an appointment now. Like, let me in the door. Let me kind <laughs> of see this house. Because, like, it's either they're take- they've are they taken over their limit or we're back to double bookings, which I've started to see now that we've opened up a little bit more. There are double bookings, which are fine. I go up on the top level. You go up at the bottom level. We won't even see each other. But, like, if I've booked an appointment, I don't want myself or my clients waiting outside until they meander out of the house 10 minutes late. Like, it's not, it's not right.
1: Right. And there is there's, well, there isn't, there, there shouldn't be a distinction between the respect you're giving your clients and the respect you're giving your colleagues in this industry. And I think right. a lot of people tow that line or cross that line where this is a perfect example, where I know there's agents who will chuckle behind closed doors and tell their clients, like, don't worry, do will wait, Ha ha ha. don't worry, you're my clients. Let's mm-hmm. take the time we need where, right. okay, that's great. Fiduciary duty to your clients. But guess what? Like, That's not doing you favors. Like when you go outside and say something instead of, I'm sorry. Yeah. When, when you say like, ah, it's okay. Like, don't worry. You know, it was only 10 minutes. Don't worry. Don't worry. Uh,
0: Yeah. I mean, I will, I will go back on that and say, if I'm 15 minutes early for a showing and I show up and there's somebody in there or like, you know, and it's not a vacant house, for example, like I'm not going to go in there.
1: Right. Right
0: early and like demands that we share space because I'm in there early and that's that's another thing that bu- bugs me about agents it's like they ring the doorbell and I'm like you know it's like 10 45 and I open the door and, and they're like oh I have a showing I'm like well what times you showing and they're like 11 I'm like okay well I'm in here from 10 30 to 11 so you can right. wait you know <laughs> like where where do you get off like wanting to come into the house at the same time when I have a showing at that time yeah I don't understand come on people
1: It's, it's very, very frustrating, but this also, when you're starting to put this stuff together, it's maybe a discussion for another day, but if we're talking about building good habits, Mm -hmm. figure out how to schedule your stuff. Okay. Look at the, look at the weather forecast. I get it's tough right now. I get that places are gone in 24 hours and you feel like you don't have the six day listing period to see it. I get that. But when you're planning things out, Don't plan four places that are 10 kilometers away from each other in back to back half hour blocks because you're going to be late Mm -hmm. and you're going to run into problems or, you know, I used to think, okay, I know these clients are quick, so we're probably going to be out of there in 15 minutes. So, like, I don't want to be waiting like you. I don't want to get somewhere too early, but if you're forced to choose between booking farther apart or closer together, err on the side of caution. Just because you're going to screw yourself and you're going to become that person.
0: It's a science though, honestly, like people starting out, like it's really difficult to figure out. Like if you've got five or six showings and I remember back in the day before COVID, you could book an hour time blocks, which is beautiful because there would be like, you'd have tons of wiggle room, but half an hour is hard hard, especially mm-hmm. if you don't know your clients very well. Like some of them will still try to stay longer than 30 minutes in a house. So oh yeah. it's, it's really, you've really got to manage things. It's, but, it's but, like you meet uh, that minivan and like the, like a, a whistle and like, come on, get back ha- in the car.
1: Have that courtesy though, with all the people you're going to impact, because you're going to run into, I ran into the situation last week. I remember a client of mine brought like, uh, first of all, too many people in this day and age, which I'm good. So we were kind of cycling in, 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 in waves, yeah. but the showing, it was a vacant house. The showing was done at 8 PM. And it was already like eight, I, well, it was eight o'clock. And I sent a text to the agent, just saying the listing agent, there was nothing booked after us, but just saying like, Hey, we're still here. You know, let, let me know if we need to leave. And I didn't hear back. And then eight fifteen and eight 20, we were still there. Like we went over by a good, almost 40 minutes and the client's I know Paris thought, and we didn't buy the place either. Um, But the clients, you know, you've got to take a firm hand with them as well. And they're going to understand, like, even though they're going to use all the lines in the book and say, well, you know, this is a big decision, which it is, but like then book another showing or, you know, just make sure you're respecting all the parties involved. Right. If someone actually was coming back who lived there and they're waiting out in the cold, yeah, they want you to buy their house, but be reasonable. I think in this industry, reasonable tests is like what we need to stick with for almost everything. It's just, again, how we started this whole thing, talking about you and the woman you don't want to drive home because you're crazy. Treat people the way you want to be treated.
0: And I want to be offered a ride home if I need it, so I feel well, now bad.
1: She, she's not going to offer it to you now. What if I'm the
0: person?: Well, ask yourself this.
1: If, if she had a dirty van? Would you yeah. not want the ride or would you go in no, her van I'm not and say, saying, what's okay, like, with this woman?
0: It's, no, no, I, I just, it's, I, I don't, it's not that I care what she thinks. It's just, I care what our van looks like to other people. <laughs> that is That's exactly even a t- <laughs> the same thing.
1: That is exactly caring what other people think. It
0: doesn't, it doesn't, I it think doesn't w- sound like the same uh, thing to me.
1: I think what you're, I think what you're trying to say is you care what the van looks like, period. You want to yes. have a clean van that you yes. can drive in. But yes, I when would the love moment a clean comes I could drive it. okay well we'll get we'll get the van clean. <laughs> but but it's it a impacts- disgusting
0: filth box. I don't I can't even I, I go in that car and I'm just like I can't I don't even know why we're driving in this car. Like at night I'm okay driving it because I don't see all the filth but like in during the day I'm like this is ah. anyway, moving on, moving on from the dirty van again. Gonna haunt us. <laughs> it's not haunting okay. me. Okay. All right. So <laughs> I'm fine yeah, with I, know. I know you are. Um, okay. Mm. So what about when agents don't answer their phone or return them? Not, no, not answer a phone, not return a message or an email or a text. Why are you hiring people that don't respond back to any, anybody else? Like, I don't get this. Yeah. I, I don't understand. Like maybe it's just, they don't respond to agents, but don't you think it would be helpful to respond to people I don't understand.
1: It makes absolutely no sense to me. I don't care how popular you think your listing is and how easily sellable a house or whatever is not responding to people is the exact opposite of what you've been hired to do.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like full stop. Like I've got a couple of calls and I'm stressing right now during this recording of the podcast, Mm -hmm. I've silenced the phone, but I'm seeing agents call Mm. maybe about a listing we have, maybe not doesn't matter. But I'm yeah. stressing because I'm like, shit. I need to get back to them. Like, that's our job is is, yeah. is immediate response. I know. Response.
0: I know. Honestly, when I miss a call from somebody, it's it's a very stressful. I need to I need to get help for that because I'm like I, I stressed out until I listen to the voicemail and make sure that it's nothing. Like, I don't know.
1: I had a band detail company that was going to call you. I hope you didn't miss that call.
0: Uh, <laughs> so funny. Anyway, yeah. So I don't I don't get that. Like, answer your phone or like just respond to people. Like, I I don't, I don't understand that.
1: I agree. Okay. Shall we move on? Yes. To more? Sure. What about, I, I mean, this, this is just a pet peeve of mine and it's everywhere. It's not just real estate and it ties into the whole dressing thing and all that too. But the need to post a lot on things that are just not serving you well, if you're trying to do it as a realtor, like if you're trying to paint these pictures to the public and social media and all that. Mm -hmm. to me I think if it's not what your strategy is anything you're doing because you feel it's what you're supposed to be doing I think you need to take a step back I think for a lot of people it's a big part of their strategy and it makes sense but for other people I read a lot of stuff and I've stopped but like you see things that are just this constant cry for attention and it kills me because they're better than that and I don't know why you're laughing. Are you thinking about like a certain person? Do I do that?
0: No, no. I'm just thinking that I, I thought you were thinking that I'm not agreeing with you. And I'm kind of not agreeing with you, to be honest.
1: No, no, I know you're not Like, because well, we're different. and 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 this is yeah. where for me, I'm not saying don't post things. I'm not saying don't big up your business, anything like that. But I think it's not just social media I'm just using social media as an example I think no, just... I,
0: okay like I agree what you're saying when it comes to like really there's no other industry that I can think of where everybody's posting about what they do every day um, you know like you don't see a doctor like <laughs> doing a selfie with his patient right here, here I
1: am inside <laughs> his heart
0: yeah. <laughs> but so I, I I get that I totally get that but you know what I think we're in a industry where we're, we're I feel grateful that I'm in, I do something that I actually enjoy posting about. Like I do, like the posts that I make aren't like, I'm not feeling like I'm forced to do them. I actually enjoy doing it and think maybe it could be helpful for people. But that's
1: that's when it's okay though. Like when you genuinely are doing it because you enjoy doing it. But how do
0: you know they're not genuine?
1: I, I, I'm gonna. This is gonna be like the real estate equivalent of talking about trucker convoys because this is a very like divided issue. <laughs> you're but, gonna be like, I don't want to talk about, <laughs> I'm this about so to black Blacklisted. <laughs> For me, if you're putting it simply, and this is obviously we're never scripted, so I'm probably gonna look back at this and regret everything that I'm saying.
0: <laughs> Rose, you might have to cut this out. Maybe. <laughs>
1: I'll let you know. For me, though, it's. There's a real distinction between, how can I say this, like coming up with your own stuff and not like, that's kind of what, like, if you are, if you're just kind of doing this, like formulaic thing that doesn't represent who you are and what you like and what you believe in, and it's just with a means to get business, that's what I don't like. And we've tried that before. So I say this saying that we've, we've looked at what these automated, you know, calendars of posts or whatever might look like.
0: Okay. So you're saying like more like the Canva looky approach with Uh, uh, the... You
1: you can use, you can do whatever, but if it's not you and you're just doing it because someone told you this is going to get you leads, it's just... I mean, it's not even a habit. It's just, it's a pet peeve of mine that there's so many people trying to follow the same formula because they think it's the ticket to like getting lots of business. And I I understand it, Mm -hmm. but I firmly believe that all of us can be successful by being what it is we want to be for the people we want to serve, right? If you're you're not in this for the right reasons to begin with, you're going to fall into these traps anyway. And it's less of a habit. It's more of just a, take a, take a long look at yourself. It's when we talk about our annual planning, when we did the OTB 100, like you have to establish what your focus and your purpose is in anything you do. Mm -hmm. And in this industry with so much competition, I think you're doing yourself a disservice by doing what everyone else does because you just want it to work and it's not who you are. And so I think I I classify it as a habit because there's so many people who fall into that bucket and it's Mm -hmm. a big business for this industry is people who follow the ad that tells them get a lot of leads or this will guarantee you sales or whatever. And maybe it does, but do it in a way that's going to make you feel fulfilled and that you can be sustainable with. And that doesn't always have you kind of drawing from somebody else's ideas to make yourself successful, but that's Mm -hmm. just me. And I know that not everybody's going to agree with that because there's people who are successful following systems that maybe don't fit who they are. And if their goal is just make a lot of money, which a lot of us, it is, you can make a lot of money that way. You might just not feel fulfilled beyond that. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I get,
1: no,
0: no, no, I get, I guess, I get the aspects that you're talking about. I think, you know, it, it can definitely feel forced Um, but I think a lot of times what I see is, is people maybe mimicking similar posts that other people are doing, but it's still something that they're interested in talking about or like, it's very, I get, I get what you're saying in terms of it's very like not vain. I'm trying to think of a word like, you know, we're, we're always,
1: it's not genuine. It's,
0: is that what disingenuous
1: is? That's not what disingenuous means. No, I'm
0: not sure but I, I'm not I'm not saying that it's not genuine like I think people like people that post things about themselves I think is still genuine it can just make I hope
1: so if it's a no
0: no but like I think like it's like if somebody posts like um, like a lifestyle shot of themselves and then they talk about like you know an experience they've just had in real estate or something like that like I, I see that happen a lot and I've done it too I think those I'm good with. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I think to some people that can come across as a little bit, you know, vain and a little bit like, I'm trying to think of a better word than vain, but something like it it could just not come across the right way. Narcissistic. Exactly. Because we, we are kind of a narcissistic industry where we're Mm -hmm. always like, it's our face on the sign. It's our face on the business card. Like, it's all about us. Like, choose us, work with us. Here's my new listing. So I, I get that. I get that it can go go overboard and we can also become very consumed by that world, which really isn't bringing us business at the end of the day. It's just kind of supporting the, um, the image that we want to put out there. So I get that. I do. Um, I just think that if you do enjoy that part of things, and I don't think you do enjoy it. Like we've had conversations recently where you're like, I'm just kind of done with certain platforms because it's just, it's not serving me. And so it's good that you recognize that because you don't have to be on that platform in order to get business.
1: You know what I mean? Well, and I also, there's a realization we all have to have that there is a connection between business and social media, like, especially in our industry, like you are your brand. So I'm not I'm not anti that, but I also I think think for me, there's also a distinction between the reason that I want to put things out there. Like, is it even to get business for me? Right. Right. Like sometimes and there's a lot of people out there like that, like some people will have a private such and such account. Yeah. And that's more just for friends and family to see what they're up to, not for the rest of the world for me, I think like, I'm just saying I'm all for all of those things you talked about, especially if it's someone like if they're getting out of their comfort zone, but knowingly Mm -hmm. doing it because it's something they want to explore. That's where I applaud it. Right. But when you're doing it and it's not what you like, and it's not what you want to be, but it's just something that you've heard is a good idea. Try it, get out of your comfort zone. But if you don't like it, don't do you it. You don't,
0: you don't have to do it. Well, that's, right. that's the thing. There are so many successful agents out there that don't use social media as a lead gen method, or even just to be put themselves out there. So to each their own, like everybody's different. So um, well, and but that, I, and yeah. this
1: whole episode is obviously opinion driven, right? Like, you know, how they put the disclaimer, like none it's of this fact. constitutes financial advice or anything like that, yeah. you know? I don't mind picking up clients in a dirty van. I totally understand why you wouldn't want, why you would want to do yeah. that. Um, it's the same thing. Like if you are successful doing anything, like just because I don't like it.
0: Or if you enjoy hell, doing who something. the hell am
1: I, or if you enjoy it and you're, and it's not for the sake of business, especially. Yeah. I, I like, that's what I applaud. Like I applaud mm-hmm. if everyone just did what they wanted to do and I use that with an asterisk on it because if everyone did what they wanted to do society would be in a shambles but uh um anyway yeah. back to moving habits. on
0: um yeah. you know what pisses me off
1: it's is a good this, way to start
0: this is no it's just our industry has created such a shit show when it comes to pricing homes setting up buyer expectations doing these bidding wars. Like this whole thing has become such a mess and there's no way out of it. We're at the point now where if we wanted to list something closer to ask, but we know because if we do that, it's going to, you know, completely destroy the strategy because everybody else priced 200,000 under asking and got mm-hmm. a certain result. Like, you know, the fact that buyers are now searching a hundred, 200,000 under list price because they know these homes are going to go for so much higher, like what is wrong with us? How did we get to this point? It just, it boggles my mind that we've changed. We we've single-handedly changed this.
1: Yeah. We we've let it happen and we continue to feed the beast. And I think in the absence of some sort of change fundamental to the system, yeah. Regulatory or the way it's presented, it can't, you can't come out of it. We've taught like even if you and I and ten other people decided to say, "Hey, we're employing a ask what we want" strategy from now on, yeah. it's like you said. I mean, when the market has been conditioned, and the agents are the ones conditioning them.
0: Yeah.
1: Like if you're if you're someone well, who's like blind a, yeah. to this, like mm-hmm. we we have clients who come to us. And normally a lot of these buyer clients will start and say, Hey, I just saw this three bedroom semi in Rosedale for nine 99. Can we get it? Right. They're the ones who have never seen this before. And they learn really quickly and it jades them. Jades. They become jaded. Is jades even a word? I used it as a (laughs) verb. It jades them. They get jaded. Um, but they're not jaded because it's reality, right? Because as long as people continue to do that, it's what they need to be looking out for. They're never going to be prepared for it. So I think that along with the, also, we can't get away from it reality of people feeling like, and being forced to go into all these things without any conditions, without the protections that should be afforded to them. I don't care if you're saying, hey, you've got three days before the offer date to get your finances in order to pay for your own inspector so you can go up against 47 other offers who also don't have an inspection and you're 500 bucks in the hole. Like that's not fair. That's not what determines fairness for people. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially like that's not even withstanding. And let's get to another thing that you had a bit of a rant rightfully about last week, which is the whole early offer snafu of the world. And this is, I mean, for some people, maybe it is a habit, but I think this is just a, something that isn't talked about enough and it isn't regulated or watched enough or called out enough in our industry is that, yeah, it's a busy time and yeah, there's lots of offers and absolutely people representing buyers want to give their buyer the best chance and going in early sometimes might do that, Mm -hmm. but there's a responsibility that a seller has and a seller's agent has to notify people. Like yeah. first of all, if yeah, we're you're talking, saying
0: Well, we're talking, I don't think you explained it fully. Preemptive offers. for you. Preemptive offers and not notifying other agents about them.
1: Well, yeah, because interested I, I, parties. Interested parties. And and I mean, I, I maybe I didn't note that because there's so many things with preemptives that bother me in general. The notification yeah. is a huge one. The whole instructions that we won't look. But well, if you send it. something, it's yeah. just so, just, it's, why is there even a rule around that? Just, because nobody follows yeah. it anyway.
0: Well, it's just like why, Like I feel like you have, choose a strategy and stick with it. If you're holding offers to a certain date, then no preemptives. Wait till Tuesday until you want to review offers. Like, that's it. Like, I don't, it's just like, I don't understand. Like, who was the first person that read that and was like, you know what? I'm just going to submit my offer now, and and I screw screw the offer date. Like well, and, somebody... and that's
1: what they do. So so here's a question for you from a habit side because people have this habit, and I can see why people would support it. I just it drives me fucking nuts. Well, I, don't geez, F-bomb. F-bomb. I don't know if I've ever dropped an f bomb. I don't know if I've done I mean, on this we, podcast like, before. Sit... You might have All to right, beep
0: so it first for everything.
1: If there's an f for first. Well, because <laughs> it drives me crazy is the people who knowingly ignore what's in front of them in the name of their client. So for example, if something says no preemptives and people basically say, I don't care, I'm sending yeah. it because I want to send it, it bugs me The say that, you know, all these things that agents do knowing that they can't get anywhere, but to the benefit of their client, I understand it.
0: Even, well, yeah, it's like even when, the, like, yeah. when, like when a listing
1: common... is- Go ahead. <laughs> when a listing is what?
0: No, just going back to the whole time thing, like when the listing is booked back to back and they're like, okay, I know there's no appointments available Saturday, but we're out in the area anyway. So I'm just going to show up and pretend like I have a a show. It's it's just
1: a general lack of respect for our colleagues. And there's certain times where, I mean, there's things that bother me, but I get why they do it. As an example, when you have a listing that's got an offer date, how many calls are you likely to get where someone will say, what's the number what are you expecting knowing you're not going to tell them I don't fault them for asking because like
0: well it's just it's it's annoying from some people yeah Yeah. somebody might tell them like
1: I'm never gonna like I'm just gonna say like like really come on like really yeah but I've never one to ask that because it's just kind of known that the rule is we can't tell you I would love to tell you do an auction you'll see Hmm. little plug it's true But what drives me nuts is these practices that agents have that are just rooted in a lack of respect for the industry and for our colleagues. Mm -hmm. And I don't, what bugs me is I don't think it's looked at as this blatant disregard for each other. It's just a blind commitment to your client that comes at the detriment of other people. And that's where the line is drawn for me. You should have a commitment to your clients, but you need to do it within the rules and In a way that keeps your relationship sound, because that's what's going to serve your clients better in the end. Mm -hmm. Mic drop. Take that, dirty realtor. Take in my van.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy!
1: I don't even know how long we've been talking for. Like, I—I mean, the moment you said a, or I guess this was—was this my idea? This topic this time? If the moment we talk about something that's built around. Bitching about Same. people, <laughs> I could talk for hours. I'm all
0: in. This could be a Joe, like a Joe Rogan podcast. But that—that's the irony hours. of
1: this, though, is because we—we we, one of our biggest habits that people shouldn't get into is bitching about other people and is placing blame on other people. So this isn't supposed. This isn't to be meant an,
0: to be a bitch session. No, it's not it like is. an
1: indictment. It's just kind of you know what, like we all need to always take a step back and understand the impact of the things we are or aren't doing. Yeah. And like we said at the beginning, you know, we're not doing everything perfectly right now. And even just in talking about this stuff, I'm sure there's things that maybe we haven't brought up also that we both do that piss other people off. Put in the comments the things that we've done that piss you off.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, there there's, there's a lot more, but honestly, like anybody can complain about anything. It, it's just, it it is what it is. It's just funny that, um, there's certain habits that we notice time and time again, that become a big issue, I think for a lot of people.
1: Well, and, and they snowball, like the nature of a habit is that you're doing it over and over Over and over over again. again, Right. If you make a mistake, you make a mistake, but when it's becoming who you are and these like ways that you do business that are just not serving you well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say one more habit that kind of not habit. I mean, I think we're saying habits, but we're not really meaning habits, but I hate, you can always tell when somebody has had like old school scripting, Mm um, uh, training, I guess, like they just come across so unnatural or rude. And when that just recently happened and I told you about it, is like this agent called me and we've had this one listing on the market for a bit. Uh, well, it's great, for, by the way, for nine days, I think. Was it nine? I don't know. Yeah, anyway, it's yeah. not, it's It definitely really not has not
1: been long, two weeks yet.
0: It's not, it's not like it's like a 90 day listing, but anyway, <laughs> it, the first thing she, she says to me is, um, I, I saw your listing here, Um, you know, the listing that's been on the market for a really long time, what's wrong with it? Like, (laughs) it's just like the way she said the listing that's been on the market for a really long time. Like, I felt like that was like a scripting thing that she picked up. And it's like, this is how you kind of like knock down the the listing agent. Like, this is kind of kick her at the knees and really hit her hard. Well, well, that's it.
1: And like, maybe that worked. I mean, it is old school, but maybe it worked in like 2017 or, or, you know, like, like maybe like just times where the market hasn't been
0: right booming. But even still, like no, it's you like, shouldn't,
1: well, you shouldn't like, do it. It's yeah. just, that's not the approach to take. Like, why are you going to finish ahead of somebody or even have a good situation of a transaction with somebody? If you yeah. Do you get something done when you built it on you insulting? Mm-hmm. Doesn't make any sense to me. Like that doesn't, yeah. you're going to like, when it comes down to it, your offer is going to be your offer if you make yeah. one right yeah. and it happens way too much mm-hmm. the yeah. people who just think that taking jabs at things are going to make them better
0: yeah it's like it's a fine line because i understand why people would you know if they make comments about the house and like why kind of explaining why their offer is lower like i guess those kinds of situations make sense but you just eat, you just have to do it naturally i think like any like scripts are good. Don't get me wrong, but it's how you interpret them and how you um, put them out there. That makes the difference that makes it seem more natural versus really canned and uncomfortable.
1: Well, and I want to believe most people in the world, not just this industry have a pretty good radar for what people are trying to do. Like I get Mm -hmm. that these things will work. If you're brand new and it's your first listing and you're nervous and someone comes to you with that, it might make you second guess yourself and it's not insulting, but almost all the time you hear something like that or people take jabs at whatever, your pricing strategy, they do the showing and say something about things. Like Mm -hmm. when somebody gives me negative feedback on a property, if that's a means for them to come back with an offer that's not good, like, do you really think that that's going to give you a leg up on other people versus just coming at me, like you said, with an offer that maybe mm-hmm. isn't what I was expecting, but justifying it with like yeah. normal talk? It's just, <laughs> just be normal. Well, just, just being honestly, like, just be friendly. Like there's no need for this like negativity and, and <laughs>
0: Just been the entire theme of our podcast today. No,
1: but but, uh, but we're being negative on the people who are negative. It's a double negative. <laughs> Be negative positive.
0: of positive.
1: Me <laughs> too. Come on, <laughs> hey, man. anywho oh, all, right. all right, we'll, well shut we've... it down. Yeah, I'm gonna go clean the fan.
0: All right, thanks. Appreciate no, I'm that.
1: Not. I'm not gonna do that. You suck. I'm put some junk. I'm
0: gonna like it. call somebody just to. I think there's companies that come and.
1: Yeah, there's uh, car detailing.
0: Like we the combo the house. Can't
1: we just like make our kids earn their allowance for once? <laughs> like just go outside and clean the damn van. It's your mess.
0: I know. I, I, I mean, can I can I bitch about kids for a second? Like why? I don't understand. Like a kid has like a wrapper, right? Or like something bigger. I'm just trying to think. Like they just drop things out of oh, their hands. God, like yeah. our kids could be walking down, down the hallway in our house with like, Five pieces of clothing and like a few like scrunchies or whatever it is, and they just like drop them throughout the house. And I don't, I like, I I, I don't Without get thinking. it.
1: Not when the, when even, like, the effort, hot. the effort is arguably less so to put it in the garbage can. Like sometimes yeah. it looks like they've gone. Like this morning, yesterday, yesterday, which makes no sense in the dead of winter. They all had freezies as yes. uh, as dessert. Yes. and I have picked up. And I don't even know how I have picked up like a dozen freezy wrappers and like the part they cut off and the bottom. Yes. Yeah. Just everywhere. Like there's I only four kids. I don't even think yeah. they had 12 freezies. I like found a banana them.
0: peel under a coloring book the other day. I'm like, what the hell? Like, like put your stuff away. Like,
1: well, I mean not naming names or what happened. One of our children this morning comes up to us and says, <laughs> and I won't even talk about where it was or what it was, but basically saying, this thing in my room is really dirty. I don't know how that happened.
0: But she, but she came down with like this half smile on her well, face. Like she what are we gonna like,
1: say? Like... You didn't like. What, 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 you have a dog, I guess you could blame things on. But effectively, this was like chocolate smear in a bedroom where you're not supposed to have <laughs> chocolate in your bedroom anyway, and it's on your stuff. Like, what am I gonna fess up that I went and brought a Mars bar to your room and like <laughs> rubbed it into your walls, just because you say you found a mess? Like that well, doesn't rid you of the, the thing, they're, responsibility. It's,
0: it's like, they're, I, I really feel like when they deny things that they actually believe it. Like they're really, like, it wasn't me, it wasn't oh, yeah. me, didn't do it. It's like, how, how do you not, like we, we saw you do it. <laughs>
1: It is weird. Like it's that weird psychology. So shocked
0: that you're blaming them when you actually saw them do something. They're like, how could you?
1: Well, they don't realize that they're they're confessing. They don't realize that they're confessing. Like they think that they're like the detective who just solved the problem for us to figure out when they're actually the criminal who's turning themselves in.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't get it.
0: The only kid of
1: ours who actually comes clean is the dog. The dog's like, yeah, (laughs) I'm a mess. And I did that. And I'm going to sh- I'm going to do it in front of you. Poop right I'm going to poop on your shoe. <laughs> like, All right. <laughs> At least I don't have to guess At least that you're is. you're
0: honest with it. Yeah, yeah, you're honest.
1: That's a good habit. Well, it's not a good habit to poop in shoe. <laughs> That's something I've never seen a realtor do that before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's happened somewhere.
0: Uh, they had oh, okay. used toilets and listings but they're not supposed to, but that's another, that's a whole other story. My client I won't did go that there. in the
1: last showing I did. I was devastated. I didn't know what to do. Like, what do you do in that situation? Like, does it ha-
0: They pooped?
1: No, they didn't poop. <laughs> but no, like they went, (laughs) that would have been offside. No, no. They went to, they just went to the bathroom and like, it was like a multi-floor thing and I heard a flush and they came Uh down. There was a sign on the wall that said, don't use the bathroom.
0: bathroom. But it's like,
1: it's like a sunk cost. What do I do? Like call the agent and say, I don't know how to tell you this, but my client just peed in your listing.
0: (laughs) So I didn't (laughs) say anything. Yeah. That's a hard one, but no, I mean,
1: I don't know. And they knew too, because there was a, well, I mean, maybe assigned. they just didn't want to well, be on the same floor. Well, there's people Florida. that, like,
0: will tape, like, this toilet seat down. I've even seen, really? like, homeowners turn off the water. So, like, you can't even flush if you have peed. And then you're really in trouble.
1: Wouldn't that be bad for the homeowner, though? Because you're not going to know that the water's off ca- so you're done you're, going.
0: You're catching them. I know.
1: You're but catching I feel like that's... them with pee in your toilet when you come home. <laughs> and all the showing subsequent to that, are... that's not a good idea. If if you're If you're a homeowner... You're actually don't turn off your water. Turning the water off is going to solve that problem. All it's going to do is create a problem.
0: Yeah. Well. Okay. Number one, if you really, if you really, really don't want anybody in there, take all the toilet paper and Kleenex out of there, and put a sign on the toilet.
1: Sign maybe, is good. Maybe uh, tape I'll, it down. I'll be uh, <laughs> the taping down is yeah. You've got to prevent. It can't be an after the fact thing. The water, even no toilet paper. Like I'll be honest. I go to the washroom even in our house i'm not checking for toilet paper first i'm just assuming and if it's not there i've got myself into a pickle
0: but you're a guy it's not as much of a concern unless you're pooping well
1: it depends on what i'm doing that concern doesn't change i mean that works the same way for yeah but if you're
0: peeing you can just you know shake it off
1: shake it off that's what i do
0: (laughs) Uh, uh, all right this well, has gone down we, the road <laughs> have we gone
1: off the rails i think so i think we're done <laughs>
0: we are 100 percent off the rails we'll do like so a, we, we will we'll do a wrap part up two. part two
1: and whatever okay all you right wanna, you, you want to take us home sister
0: i will because you'll take for way too long anyway Good. thank you for listening everybody we will see you next week and feel free to share this episode if you enjoyed it thoroughly we would very much appreciate it Mm-hmm. And until next week, keep fit and have fun.
1: Participation. Never <laughs>